It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. According to NFL.com, one of the Washington Commanders rookie defensive backs has all rookie team potential, and it's the one that was drafted on day two. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Commanders fans of this Friday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering your Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I want you to give yourself a big round of applause for making it to the weekend. Congratulations, making it to the end of another beautiful week. Hopefully you're enjoying your summer and hopefully wherever you are, you are happy and healthy. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And you can continue the conversation over on Subtext with me at jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, where you can go one-on-one with me. I'm your host, David Harrison, at dharrison82 on Twitter, credential member of the media and Washington Commanders beat reporter for Commander Country, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the Washington Commanders here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the show and good news. Position group Monday will return this week because I am not going to New York this weekend. So you will have a fresh episode on Monday. And yes, we will have five episodes, even though we have the 4th of July weekend week ish mid week. I don't know how to call it. Um, So there will be plenty of episodes for you to digest. It is speculation season, ranking season, list season, and that is what we're discussing today. Specifically, we've got four lists that we're going to talk about and how they pertain to the Washington Commanders. And we're going to start it off with NFL.com's Chad Reuters list of projected 2023 all-rookie team members. Starting with the defensive side of the ball, he has one of the Washington Commanders' top two draft picks on his list of projected all-rookie team members for 2023. And it's the one that was drafted in the second round. Defensive back Quan Martin drafted second round, number 47 overall, which is ironic because if you're an everyday, you know, we just did an episode where someone else said that Quan Martin was one of the biggest reaches on day two in the NFL draft. But here we got Chad Reuter of NFL.com telling us that he's going to be an all rookie team member at the end of this season. Just goes to show that we're all making educated guesses at this point in time. But it's a lot of fun. Let's talk about what could be, what what will, will uh, unfor- well, not unfortunately, but eventually uh, reveal itself in due time. Martin slides into the commander's nickel spot, Reuter writes, challenging slot receivers with his quick feet and tenacity. He can be an effective blitzer as well and will handle his run responsibilities from the get-go. Quote-unquote, that entire quote from Chad Reuter again at NFL.com. And here's where Chad's got some accuracies right off the bat. Sliding in the nickel spot, that is exactly where we're seeing Quan Martin play. No free safety reps, no outside reps, all in the slot uh, and OTAs and minicamp. Well, he was not at the rookie minicamp, but the official minicamp. Uh, and he's certainly challenging those slot receivers. Quick feet, check. He's got a tenacity. Yes, he's got it. And he's been able to display it despite the fact that they're not allowed to hit right now, which is a pretty impressive thing to do. Now let's talk about the effective blitzer, blitzer and his running responsibilities uh, and how they project to the NFL. First of all, though, 
Let's go back to the slot comments, right? Slot stats at the University of Illinois. Quan Martin played 493 of his 854 snaps last season for Illinois in the slot. That's 58% of his snaps last season coming from the slot. Second most snaps he took was from the free safety position with 177 of those. That accounted for 21%, 79% between the slot and free safety positions. That's where he feels most comfortable, right? He had 59 targets, which is a 12% target rate. 33 receptions, which is a 56% completions allowed rates, which 56% completions from a quarterback, not very good. He allowed 475 yards all season long, three touchdowns, which is a 5% touchdown rate per targets, two interceptions, which is a 3.3% interception rate. And he allowed an 85.1 NFL quarterback rating. Of course, this is college, but if you equate it to the NFL quarterback rating system, it's 85.1. That was 10th best among power five cornerbacks with at least 200 slot coverage snaps last season. So that production is certainly there. Turning now to Chad Reuters assertion about the blitz game in Illinois. He only had five pass rushes according to PFF in 2022, but in those five pass rushes, he accumulated an 81 overall pass rushing grade, which is 16th in the power five among cornerbacks he had three pressures a sack a hit a hurry a 60 or a 60 percent rather success rate on those blitzes so he didn't do it a lot but when he did it it was very effective run stats at illinois pff gave him a grade of 91 overall which ranked best number one nobody was better in college football in the power five among cornerbacks against the run than your quan martin 315 run defense snaps he only missed two tackles in 315 reps, 20 tackles made, five assist tackles, seven stops. And for those of you who haven't been here for every day, every day, as you already know, stops for PFF. What it means is that the defense came up with a play or the defensive player in this situation came up with a play that forced the offense to fail on their drives. So you're talking about fourth down stops, third down stops, third and goal stops, whatever. Those are what stops are to PFF. He had seven of those as an individual player himself, and he forced two fumbles, right? Those are all great numbers, but does that actually project? I mean, again, college numbers to the NFL, you're not going to get carbon copies, right? But we use the numbers we have as a basis the best that we can. Can those numbers project to an NFL all-rookie performance out of the slot? Well, last year, Cater Kohu of the Miami Dolphins was the nickel all-rookie member for the NFL.com all-rookie team uh, in 2022. He came away with 72 tackles, five tackles for loss, 10 passes defense, and one forced fumbles. If you take Martin's collegiate stats, and again, they're not going to transpose on each other, right? But these are the only numbers we have right now to look at, and you understand that Martin played only 13 games compared to a 17-game season. He would be projected to have 67 tackles, which is five less than Kohu had last year, four tackles for loss, one less than Cater had, 14 PBUs, passes defense, which is four more, and three forced fumbles, which is two more. So yes, those numbers, if that college production transfers to the NFL, that's the big question, then certainly you can see why Chad Reuter has Quan Martin on his preseason all-rookie team projection over at NFL.com. So that's the good news. We've got some bad news coming up, though, on on our next list here. Um, That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to talk about that thanks to our friends over at FanDuel because today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you win, 
you win your $20 bet, plus you get $200 in bonus bets. If you lose, yes, you lose the $20, but you get $200 in bonus bets to make that $20 back, hopefully, and more. The Washington Nationals are visiting the Philadelphia Phillies on Friday night, and given the state of each team, it's not likely that Washington's going to win. But if you make the right bet on that game, either way, I'm not going to judge you. You could get some cash. Even if you lose, though, you could get 10 times your money back in the form of free bets up to $200. You've wasted $20 on many worse things. This is not a waste. No matter what, you come up $180 in playable bets no matter what happens. That's $200 you can spend uh, betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think will hit the first home run in any game, not just Nats games. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball then FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a $200 bonus bet. That's up to $200 bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make it locked on to manage your first listen or view today and every day, every day. As I thank you, especially for coming through consistently, like you do, like you do all season, but especially here during this dead period while we dive into other people's opinions and try to give some opinions and, and try to make some sense of what they're talking about. And uh, it's a little bit hard to, to make sense of the fact that Quan Martin is going to be projected as a preseason or as a postseason all rookie team member, but Emmanuel Forbes doesn't even get an honorable mention here. Um, so what about Emmanuel Forbes, right? Like do his collegiate numbers. And again, collegiate numbers don't just transpose onto the NFL. We get it, right? But right now, all we have to look at is the on-field performance of some OTA practice in the minicamp, which for Emmanuel Forbes and Quad Martin, both been very impressive. Emmanuel Forbes come up with multiple, multiple interceptions. Not something we've seen a lot from this Washington Commanders defense, right? So that's certainly cause uh, for hope. So why isn't Emmanuel Forbes on there? And does his college production say that he could have been on that list. I wouldn't say should have been, but could have been on that list, right? Well, to do that, I averaged the last three years worth of cornerbacks to make uh, perimeter cornerbacks. Some of the nickel backs I left off because they're nickel guys, right? But I took the last six perimeter defenders uh, to make all rookie teams on NFL.com, and I averaged out their production. So let's take a look at that. Those six guys, by the way, 2020 all rookie team cornerbacks were A.J. Terrell, the Atlanta Falcons, and Jalen Johnson of Chicago Bears. 2021, Patrick Sertain, the second from the Denver Broncos, Greg Newsom, the second from the Cleveland Browns, and 2022, Sauce Gardner of the New York Jets and Tariq Woolen of the Seattle Seahawks. And every day, as if you've been here since last Senior Bowl, you know I was in love with Tariq Woolen coming out of the Senior Bowl. Just saying, commanders probably should have listened to me on that one because I'm a genius. Not really, but I was right on that one. Now, if you look at their average numbers from those rookie seasons where they made the all-rookie team in their first years in the NFL – Average interceptions was 2.2, and yes, you can't have 0.2 interceptions, but those are the averages, 2.2 interceptions. Average passes defense, 13.5. Average tackles, 58.5. Average QBR allowed, 84.7. So how does Emmanuel Forbes last season in college stack up to those numbers? Well, at Mississippi State last year, he played 12 games. 
and he had six interceptions projected to be eight and a half in a 17 game schedule, uh, which is six and a half point uh, interceptions essentially over the average. Of course, again, you can't have half. So even if we call it eight and we call the average two, you're six interceptions up. I'll tell you right now, if Emmanuel Forbes comes up with eight inter- or six interceptions or eight interceptions uh, compared to, to the other guys, he's going to make that all pro or that all, all rookie team uh, for NFL.com. I promise you that seven passes defense outside of the interceptions. You know what I mean? Uh, would project to 10 in a 17 game schedule. So that's three off the pace. Uh, his tackles would, would project out to 68, which is more than the pace. And his QBR allowed was 44.7 or a full 40 points below the average. So I would say that, yes, Emmanuel Forbes certainly qualifies for consideration as a preseason target to be a part of the all rookie team. Of course, doesn't matter at the end of the day, like when the all rookie team gets made at the end of this coming season, nobody's going to look back and say, well, were they on the preseason projections by Chad? Because if they weren't on the preseason projections. Maybe we shouldn't have it. No, his, his production on the field and the production on the field in practice looks very, very good. Very, very promising right now for these two rookies. So a lot to be excited about. Uh, certainly whether they made it on any list or not on any list. No offensive rookies projected to make the NFL.com offensive all-rookie team, but when your top two offensive rookies that you drafted are backup offensive linemen, you kind of have to expect that. Now, so we're not going to get mad about Emmanuel Forbes maybe being snubbed from this preseason all-rookie team list. There's Again, there's no NFL data to talk about, so we're using collegiate data to, to try to justify what we're talking about here. But with Terry McLaurin, you've got NFL data. So when he gets snubbed from a list, maybe you get a little bit more sensitive about that, right? So we're going to flip now to a list that takes away or gets away from the rookies and talks about the veterans and asks the question, is Terry McLaurin a bona fide superstar? So if you think he is, you're going to consider his being left off of NFL.com superstar club list a major snub. NFL.com superstar club was written by Dan Hansis, and he left Terry McLaurin off the list now he he did put him as an honorable mention or, or i think he labeled it like close or something uh like that but instead of terry mclaurin on the list goes Devonte adams who i wrote here on my script from the green bay packers he's not of the green bay packers he's of the las vegas raiders aj brown from the philadelphia eagles jamar chase from the cincinnati Bengals, stefan diggs from the buffalo bills tyree kill the miami dolphins justin jefferson of the my of the minnesota vikings cooper cup of the los angeles rams cd lamb of the Dallas Cowboys, boo, DK Metcalf, Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks, and Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. Now, what I did is I basically set out to tear down the reputation of any of these 10 guys for the betterment of Terry McLaurin. So I went and I, I, can, I went to Pro Football Reference, I went to stathead.com, and I cycled through Terry McLaurin's stats against these top 10 receivers in 2022. And when you stack Terry McLaurin, so we were out of 11, right, because we had those 10, then we add Terry. So we've got out of 11 receivers. When you stack Terry in, he ranks ninth in targets, ninth in receptions, seventh in yards, second in yards per reception, 10th in touchdowns, seventh in catch percentage, and eighth in first down receptions. So when you add Terry McLaurin as the 11th guy to this list of 10 superstar receivers, Terry McLaurin is better than at least one of them in every single category and in a lot of these categories he's better than one two or even three of them i got those guys okay now granted stefan Diggs only played six i say only played 16 games last year debo samuel only played 13 jamar chase only played 12 and cooper cup only played nine 
But I asked the question here. We've talked about this on this episode before. Sports analysts like to say this, throw this around. Is the best ability not availability anymore? Yes, Cooper Cup missed significant games. Jamar Chase missed some games. Debo missed some games. Stephon Diggs even missed a game. But missing games should not be an excuse when you're talking about superstars. Superstars are guys that are there consistently. They're there reliably, and they're there no matter the circumstances. Now, I'm not blaming anybody for being injured. I'm not saying you're a bad receiver for being injured, but if you're going to be one of the top 10 in the National Football League, then I think you should take those things into accountability. So I think that you know if, if availability is the best ability in the NFL, then Terry McLaurin's staying power should certainly not be used against him, and, and these guys shouldn't be getting what credit for uh, numbers that could have been because they just they simply weren't. C- Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel, uh, yes, they had some injuries, and they also went through some quarterback injuries, right? Matthew Stafford got hurt. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers lost like four quarterbacks last year uh, and had some rotations. But I would still argue that Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel probably have better quarterback play than what Terry McLaurin has been going through his entire career. Let's not forget Ron Rivera is still getting run through the ringer for the Carson Wentz trade. So if we're going to run Carson Wentz through the ringer as well as a bad quarterback, the fact that Terry McLaurin is still producing at or better the rate than all of these guys that are listed as superstar receivers should go into Terry's benefit, I believe, right? So really the question here is, what have you done for me lately or cumulative, right? Are we talking about a superstar list based off of the entire body of work or just last season? Because again, if you're going just last season, Guys, Cooper Cup played nine games. You can't call him the top 10 receiver in the league if you're only using last year, or are we just simply picking and choosing? Well, for this guy, we'll take the whole body of work, but for this guy, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. To me, you can't do that and make a list with any type of integrity. And oh, by the way, if you look at the last three years and McLaurin's ranking against this group in the last three years, he's actually better in a lot of these areas. He's eighth in targets, eighth in receptions, eighth in yards, seventh in yards per reception, 10th in TDs, ninth in catch percentage, ninth and first down. So bottom line is no matter how you cut and stack these guys against Terry McLaurin, he's top 10 in every significant statistical category a wide receiver has. He is top 10, which means he should be top 10 in the NFL, which means he should be on the superstar club list. So where should he rank? Well, when you average his standings in the last three years, he comes in 8.4. And given that Jamar Chase is on this list deservedly and has only been doing it for two years, I'd say we give him a bump. So I'll take Terry McLaurin at ninth. So let's get Dan Hansis to revise this. And we'll make him ninth. We'll make Terry McLaurin ninth out of 10 on this list. Who are you taking off? Either Debo Samuel or Cooper Cup. I'm sorry. They only played nine games. Only played 12 games. Again, the best ability is availability. So you got to take him off. Maybe it's not a huge snub of Terry McLaurin if you're only talking about making him ninth and he was an honorable mention. But given that he's on the outside of the top 10 and should be at least ninth, right? So if he's 11 and should be ninth, those two spots, he should be moving up at least. I'd argue even higher maybe given the quarterback situation he's had because the talent difference in quarterbacks with a lot of these receivers and Terry McLaurin is significant, but I'm going to get off my Terry McLaurin soapbox right there for a minute. But I think most of you will agree with me. If you don't, please let me know why, because you're wrong. One more list to look at on today's episode. And this time Terry makes the list. So this list is already a little bit better. And that's coming up next on today's episode of locked on commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Matt Miller and Jordan Reed of ESPN.com came together and made a list of top 50 NFL draft steals. And as the number 76 pick in the 2019 NFL draft, Terry McLaurin did make this list, and rightfully so. He came in at number 29. And uh, this article said, quote, Scary Terry has been terrorizing NFC East cornerbacks since falling to the commanders at number 76 overall based on concerns about a lack of production and whether the Ohio State scheme created his openings. Yet McLaurin has eclipsed over 900 yards in each of his four seasons while becoming a top-tier deep threat for Washington, end quote. That was written by Matt Miller. And I will tell you right now that Terry McLaurin and Michael Thomas specifically are the reason that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were drafted as high as they were because those two receivers, Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin and Graham, Michael Thomas have been injured quite often a bit lately, uh, but Terry McLaurin too were both criminally underdrafted and showed that the Ohio State scheme actually kind of limits their receivers, to be honest with you. So when you have receivers that stand out in that Ohio State scheme, despite the scheme itself almost limiting their guys, that means something. So Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave both get drafted in the first round where Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin should have been drafted. And those teams are very happy with those decisions. So certainly uh, Terry McLaurin's pick uh, and his performance compared to his pick, uh, the spot of his pick that is, uh, has been beneficial, not just to him, not just to the Washington commanders, but also Ohio state receivers. So they should all be sending him fruit baskets and thank you cards. Uh, Adam Schultz over on commanderscountry.com, One of my peers, pointed out that receivers Marquise Brown and Akil Harry were both drafted in the first round of 2019, and Terry McLaurin has easily outpaced them. I would say lapped them uh, probably a couple times in their NFL career. Some other receivers of note uh, from 2019, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, who we just finished discussing. They were all drafted ahead of McLaurin, and both Samuel and Brown rank higher in this draft list of draft steals. I would be okay with Brown begrudgingly, right? He's a Feagle. He's a, he's a Feagles. He's an Eagles uh, players. So we don't like to give him praise, but AJ Brown, you got it. You know, game recognized game is probably higher than Terry McLaurin, but Samuel is questionable to me, obviously based on what we just talked about. Even if availability has been a big detractor for Samuel, he having missed 15 games uh, in four years in the NFL. Uh, I think it's, it's worth looking at no other commanders on this list. I think you can make an argument for Cameron curl, maybe to be on this list, but given the fact that Buddha Baker, is the lowest ranked safety on this list at number 45. If Buda Baker's number 45, there's probably not a lot of room for a guy like Cam Curl because Cam Curl's good. Buda Baker's been better in his career. Hopefully, Cam Curl can take this season up a notch and uh, fully get to that Buda Baker level. But that's going to do it for our list episode. A lot, a lot of lists that we talked about here. Some we like, some we don't like, some we think just need a little bit of tweaking, right? Coming up next week, though, we're going to be back every day and every dayers. I need your questions for our Tuesday mailbag episode. Once again, that's always a good time. And Monday, we've got our wide receiver and tight end group position previews. We're combining those two position groups. So come back for that and send your questions into the YouTube comments on Twitter or email me at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com. Of course, you can also send them directly to me via subtext. And don't forget, you can talk commanders with me one-on-one by just heading over to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnCommanders and get that started today. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day, every day, and every day. Thank you again for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. And if you have anything else Washington Commanders related you want to know or discuss, make sure you throw me a follow on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 